0: Sports Interaction, Canada if you can believe it, Craig Anderson just lost to the Sens. I can't. I can't believe. I can't believe, can't believe, it. I can't yeah, believe yeah. it happened. It the the, <laughs> the Sens beat Craig Anderson. Wow. Anyway, hey, hey folks, we, <laughs> we
1: did beat him last time, but uh, he didn't start. Was a thing, so I'm not sure yeah. he actually got credited with the loss in that one.
0: That's a good question.
1: But yeah, the Sens actually beat a former goalie, which they couldn't manage to do last night.
0: Yeah that that was that was a painful one. That was <laughs> let's let's see let's see if we can go the rest of this episode and 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 forget that Red Wings game ever happened. <laughs> try not to mention it ever again. Yeah, this don't is speak to that one. Yeah, this is the only game that's happened. Uh, since the Caps win, there we go. We're gonna, we're gonna. Mm. Do that. Wow, back to back wins for the Sens. Wow, yeah, off to a great wow. start after Christmas. Wow. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa. Um, you have both hosts tonight. To two host night. <sighs> I'm just relieved. I'm just. Re- I'm sorry. I'm just relieved <laughs> at this point. Honestly, yeah. that was just. So- God, really that close game tonight, but I, so stressful. I feel like
1: the Sens. I feel like the Sens played pretty well overall, eh?
0: For sure. And like how fun is it that Sens Sabres games are going to be fun and stressful again? Honestly. Yeah.
1: It's been a long time since the Sens and Sabres game actually meant something. And I mean, we're not quite there yet, but they're at least near each other in the standings and sort of try, both trying yeah. to make up. So so we're getting there.
0: Similar projection to when like they'll both be at you know, eventually, hopefully, for both contenders, so mm-hmm. it's good, it's really good timing on that. Um, how uh, how's everyone doing this evening in the chat here? With this win, the sends equal the same amount of wins from games 21 through 40 as they had last season. Oh, wow, there's still, there's still. A few- that's three games more games? This is what, game 37, I believe? Mm, I want to say. That
1: many already. Maybe I lost count. Maybe I thought it was less. We'll, we'll double check. I want to
0: say it's 37. Yeah,
1: it was, it was 37.
0: Mm. So
1: three more to go. Hopefully we can just uh, win all three of those.
0: That would be... Oh, could you imagine? That'd be so, so then, nice.
1: Then we would really be getting our hopes up, eh?
0: That's a problem. I keep every single game, every single game, get my hopes up. Strong first five minutes. Oh, okay, I'll get my hopes up. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think we got to talk about the legend, the, the 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 very very Italian man, our boy Jake. Not the Jake Sanderson. We have a number two Jake now. Who watch out, Sanderson? He's coming. He's coming for you. Our boy, Looch. Um, Looch. First NHL goal, and I believe he's, what, 27 now? In game number five of his career, I want to say. Yeah. What a great, great story.
1: Mm-hmm. I have to say, uh, he's a guy that when he got called up, uh, I, I heard a lot of people saying, I have literally no idea who this guy is. And Until last year when he joined Belleville, I didn't know either. He's a very under-the-radar player for sure.
0: Yeah, I think I feel like every time we talk about him, you gotta throw up the some hand gestures.
1: <laughs> the most Italian name ever.
0: Yeah, and he put up great numbers with Belleville as well, about mm-hmm. a point per game through twenty five ish games, I believe. And so... even
1: his production last year was super unexpected. Like just looking like, at it now. 51 points in 72 uh, games, which I think led the team. But if you look before that, his previous AHL seasons, he's kind of bouncing around between a couple teams, Wilkes-Barre and Laval, and never really uh, producing too much. Maybe he wasn't getting as much ice time or opportunity on those teams, but it seems like... Uh, whoever decided to sign him they or whoever scouted lucini they might have found a, a gem at least at the ahl level and and maybe he can uh carve out a role in the sense bottom six
0: i've been impressed with him i don't know about you but great mm-hmm. speed i kind of like him more than a bunch of guys i've been playing on the fourth line honestly just maybe maybe that's just you know he gets called up finally so he's he's, he's playing his absolute heart out trying to keep an ahl job for the first time in his career but I've been really, really impressed by him, even without, you know, even if you not including Saint, just the first four games of the season where he's he's great speed, he's always involved. F- seems fairly responsible defensively, which is the you know the least that you can ask for given some defensive woes and in, in the sense depth at forward at, at the very least. So I'm perfectly happy with with him holding on to a spot. Now the question is, he's obviously called up because of injuries with the Sens um so when guys like Mott and Joseph come back who are you if any if you're in the position who are you sending down do you think
1: hmm. it, I'm glad you mentioned those two guys because while that's created the opportunity for Lucini and like you said he, he's kind of refreshing to see in the bottom six you know with a bit more speed and skill than the other guys we've been playing there lately uh the injuries of those two guys like Joseph and Mott are probably the fastest in our bottom six, and mm-hmm. Joseph is definitely the most skilled guy. Maybe Mott is even number two, but it's not a super high bar to clear. So, yeah, that's a really interesting question in terms of would you, would, who would you send down? Like, I'm pretty sure everyone in the bottom six is waivers eligible, right? I I, yeah, I
0: don't think there's, I don't think there's any two way contracts, at no this. no one's point.
1: exempt. Yeah, so uh, it, I think it maybe it depends on how long of a run Lucchini gets in the lineup. Like if Joseph right. and, and Mott are still out for like a, another couple weeks, Lucini establishes himself even more. I could see him staying in the lineup. Um, like maybe someone like Gambrell gets waived or something like that. Uh, but I don't know. But then I think it would be a tough decision if say Joseph or Mott was ready to come back, say next game. Like that would be a really t- tough decision because you don't want to place this guy on waivers right after he scored his first goal and he's been pretty good in in all the games so far. So that that's yeah. gonna be a tough decision coming up. But like, is there any way you lean towards? Because I'm not sure really.
0: I don't think there's a right answer. I've been I've kind of liked Gambrell over the last few games, honestly. Yeah, he um, hasn't been bad. I think Kelly's improved over the last few games, at the very least. Like, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily scoring a whole bunch, but you know, seemingly more involved at least. Um, like, even even. Tonight's game, uh, Kelly, four shots and five hits. Like, that's, I'm happy with that on the fourth line, yeah, honestly. That's what you want. So I'm kind of leaning towards Kastelik, even though he got the... But then he got Ooh, the oh, extension, you know what? Maybe right? He, so, would he
1: go through waivers? He might actually be exempt. He's oh, is he young, on a 2 way so... this year? Yeah. You know what? Uh, I have the cap. I have the cap pretty yeah, yeah, open, so I'll find so, it. I'll
0: find it. All right, and, while, uh, and while Mod's looking for that, we're going to do a quick word here from our... Lovely friends over at Sports Interaction. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly.
1: So Castellic is actually a couple of years older than I thought, but he is on the last year of his ELC, and then it goes into the uh, two years, eight hundred thirty-five thousand. So I don't know how that works when you have an extension. Like uh, on an ELC, yeah. you definitely don't need to go through waivers. But then if you have an extension coming up, I don't know if that affects it. It set it does have the little waivers exempt icon on Cap Friendly, so I think they could send him down. The only thing is he's so good at faceoffs. So I don't know if they would want to uh, to lose that element.
0: Yeah, and it I mean it's never a good look sending down someone that you just signed to an extension as well. Um mm-hmm. And and that's the thing too like you know maybe looking back maybe that's kind of an odd choice extending a fourth liner for two years granted he is young um and there's room to grow but you know being like well, this guy on the fourth line's had a great first six games of the season let's give him <laughs> two years. It kind of felt like, I don't, I don't know if, um, I think it was Borowiecki who played like 30 games and signed like a three-year extension or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was Boro who had a sort of a similar situation with with this contract. And I mean, that worked out pretty all right, but still kind of, an odd, odd, it, it's a bad, it's it's bad luck if, if, if the one guy you have that you can send down isn't on waivers is someone you just extended, not the best look. So Hmm this is a funny conversation actually because everyone was talking about i think us included the sen's biggest weakness up front is the fact that there's no depth outside of the top six more or less yeah and now it's an issue of i don't want to send anyone down when mott and joseph are back so yeah like i, I did i did player grades on my last
1: stream and the lowest rated forwards i had were kelly and watson uh both at a d rating but i don't think i would send either of them down well what? here's the thing you know what in reality i would cut watson but i don't think the team will do that there's no yeah. way i i can't yeah. see ma- this management doing that i think uh he's too important to the locker room right now so i i think watson's spot is safe and i do think parker kelly has played much better lately and i actually wanted to point out because i was looking at natural stat trick uh right before we started stream the line of kelly Gambrell and Lucchini tonight at Nine and a half minutes time on ice at uh, five on five. They had a seventy three point three Corsi percentage. What? The Corsi Yeah, yeah, what? yeah. So okay, that was pretty oh. crazy. All it, right, eleven Corsi four and four Corsi against. So that's. Oh. I think they're going to want to keep that line together for for a little bit here. And a lot wow. of people were commenting that that line has been pretty good lately, like in the previous games too. And then the numbers just prove it right there.
0: That's that's nuts. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. Wow. Holy. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I, with, I guess just ride that line as long as you yeah. can until one of Mod or Joseph are back, and then maybe you have to move things around. But yeah, run with that um Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even mind keeping that as
1: like a fourth line.
0: Yeah, that's wow. So if that's if that's the fourth line, then you bring, my okay. So in a perfect world, we're we're going way off topic here. Sorry. (laughs) In a perfect world, mott and Joseph come back. Norris is close-ish. I was
1: gonna say Norris in a few weeks. So then
0: you have a third line, maybe of Pinto, mott Joseph.
1: Yeah, back to what we started with. And then you
0: have that fourth line. Hmm. And oh, then Watson is an extra. Then yeah, Watson is. The and then you. And then Costellok.
1: Watson and Costellok are the are the guys out at yeah. that point.
0: And then if you need some sandpaper, throw one of them in for a mm-hmm. game. Okay. I you know I I don't hate it. Like that. That feels deep. That feels. Yeah. It feels. It feels fairly deep. Um.
1: I, I do have to admit it is very weird to be having this conversation, though. Like you said, after everyone has been complaining about the depth for a while. So I really hope that Lucini can keep it up and
0: stick around. It's a great find for the Sens if if he turns out to be an everyday NHLer for, for this season. It would mm-hmm. be really, really nice. Um, from the chat here, um, let's see. Uh, the Sens have a minus four goal differential versus minus 14 for the Canucks. And that's true, right? Right. So the Sens and Canucks leading into this game, the Sens and the Canucks had the exact same record. Mm-hmm. With we're ahead now. Yes, that's right. That's right. And we're not I, the worst Canadian team. Yeah, and I I think I saw it was in the SDPN Discord. Someone had posted the um uh some stats for the Sens, and I believe it was something along the. I mean, let me, you know, let me double check this. I want to be able to make sure I get this right because it was something absurd. It was something like the Sens were uh 29th in 5v5 goals for and and expected they were 11th yeah
1: i remember that expected goals for being really high up there early in the season so uh, but i didn't know the actual goals for was that much lower at this point Here still. We go. yeah
0: goals for the sends are 29th and expected goals for they're 11th so my god that Oh, and then, I mean, the defense isn't great, but goals against is 24th and expected goals against is 18th. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, on both ends there, like, it should be better. And I mean, special teams are still great. Power plays, 6th, PK 10th. I, I got zero complaints there. But yeah. the, the offense, yeah, is still. And Kachuk gets another couple posts as well just to stack some more <laughs> expected goals tonight. for him. Yeah. Just, oh, poor guy. I'm starting to feel almost as bad for him as I do for DeBrinkert with with his missed opportunities.
1: Yeah, it has been quite a while for him scoring right now. I, like I think he's in a little bit of a goal drought.
0: Yeah, one goal in the last 13 games. Now I actually talked to this oh. last yeah, last I talked about this last show where I think anyone can go through a goal drought like that, but I was mentioning how he had that breakaway where he passed. He had the puck on at least one of the 3-on-1s where he passed that doesn't sound like brady kachuk especially i mean especially the breakaway mm-hmm. so i don't like speculating on injuries um but what do you think like he might be hurting so like maybe he has a hand injury wrist injury finger injury i don't know I maybe mean, he doesn't feel super confident in the shot which is strange because he's been shooting quite a bit like in that drought of just the one goal in 13 games most games he's still shooting between 3 and 5 shots a game Mm -hmm. but maybe like what i said was like maybe he's just taking those shots when he's like okay i can't pass i have to take the shot maybe maybe he just sees anyone else on the ice is a better option than him right now if that's the case i like i said i don't like speculating about injuries and stuff like that but like how how have you thought he's been the last little while through this this goal drought
1: yeah it's definitely hard to speculate on injuries but i definitely did notice tonight as well that he was kind of passing up on some opportunities. There was some, some plays where, like, I think he could have got in on goal if he just kept going, but he would circle back and try to yeah. find Stutzler or Giroux. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's a physical thing or a mental thing. I, I kind of lean towards maybe just his linemates are so good and he's having so much fun playing with them. I think they're kind of going for some of the uh, the flashy plays and trying to do yeah. some really nice passing plays. I think it might be a little bit of that, a little bit of the the mentality. Where maybe like the line that line has been together probably for like fifteen to twenty games now and they've had a ton of success. It might be a little bit of complacency in terms of like oh we can just try whatever and we're we're gonna do well.
0: I don't know. I mean that's true. The line rules. It's so good. It's Mm -hmm. a phenomenal line. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Something something feels kind of off, and maybe that's just us noticing him not being as dominant as he was to start the season i don't know maybe maybe it is just you know a, a drought where he's still scoring like you know he's still getting he's still getting assists he's still making plays but just hasn't yeah. been quite as dominant as, as he was to start out the season
1: since we were talking about that line i can't believe we haven't even uh mentioned stutzley yet tonight what a beast eh <sighs>
0: Just the nicest, squarest-headed boy in the game. Like just, <laughs> what a good dude. little German boy. Yeah, he's just God. He, I mean, we all knew the potential. I don't know if any of us thought he'd be this special three seasons in. Honestly, like, I don't. I wouldn't have expected it this soon,
1: especially if you remember at the beginning of last season. I think he went 15 games or something before he scored his first goal and it's not like he was necessarily playing yeah. bad during that he was pretty snake bitten but uh like he had some struggles last year and we have not yeah. seen much of that at all this year where even if he's not playing the best he's still putting up points
0: yeah it was a really slow start but then he was on fire that that second half of, of last year and i and he's just continu- i I would love to know i mean he's i mean he was about a point per game second half of last year so you put that together close to a full season of about a point per game play for him at this point like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: just i got i got very very few complaints about him like if any like i saw i saw um i think it was uh beata on twitter who was like quoting an old tweet of hers where she said uh still for selkie i'm not joking and then (laughs) retweeted it worth thinking about at some point yeah
1: campaign maybe i don't know Hamza actually just said in the chat future Selkie winner question mark like I I don't know like I don't know if I would go there yet but I did want to bring up how he's been actually really good in terms of a two-way center like and he's playing so many minutes he played 21 minutes and 21 seconds tonight like as a forward that's a lot and just totally shouldering the load without uh without Norris is just just ridiculous and the main thing I wanted to bring up with him tonight was his usage on the penalty kill lately. I love that oh, because a lot looks, of the time...
0: He looks so good.
1: Yeah, a lot of the so time good. it's just your bottom six guys out there on the penalty kill, yeah. but uh, being able to have a top guy just committed to offense and defense like that and being able to excel in all situations, including the penalty kill, that's just awesome.
0: It's And it's, you wouldn't expect
1: yeah. it from a 21-year-old center.
0: I, I honestly, like, I feel like anyone who is drafted in the top three entirely based on offensive tools like you would never expect that guy to be playing on the pk so when he is and doing it so well like it it's it's the word is silly i think the fact that it works (laughs) like i can't believe that 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 actually works um which it's is like great yeah because the, the PK could, I mean, the PK's been solid overall, but I, I don't know, if especially with, with both, with Mott and Joseph out, like, they've kind of been scrambling to find replacements. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he yeah. just stays there when they're back. This is, this, this might be this, because this episode, I think he's
1: really good on the penalty kill. I, I like that similarly to Joseph, he brings that speed element of yeah. uh, being able to create turnovers. Like he almost had a breakaway on the, on the five on three.
0: That's true, yeah um okay so speaking of penalties i wanted to ask you what you thought of those three penalties the sense took because i know i saw a few people on twitter saying that some of them were maybe questionable like the refs should have let something go what, what, what do you think overall because hmm. it was what two so, trips in a hook i think i'm looking because i believe yeah it was three yeah
1: yeah so the nick holden trip if i remember correctly that was uh the sabers forward uh kind of coming out of the corner yeah. to the front of the net and i yeah. i remember seeing the stick clearly on the skate there yeah the uh and then you had the second one was when daline just flew past everyone right and got taken yeah, down and, and
0: hamnick got called for the hook when honestly sanderson probably could yep. have been called for the trip and the, that's exactly I, what i was going to say i thought that it would have been one sanderson there,
1: think, eh? yeah yep for sure better better to have uh, sanderson out there i think if you Especially had
0: to on, yeah on a five on three oh my god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. world of difference but,
1: but yeah that's definitely one where <laughs> i guess you could have called either guy i definitely i didn't even really see the hook from hammock i just only saw the trip from sanderson i thought yeah he was going to be the one going to the box Absolutely. and then then the shabbat trip I think that one was a little fluky but he did take the guy down yeah uh, when the,
0: yeah when,
1: in a battle for the loose puck so I, I don't have too much of a problem with that call
0: yeah I think if anything um Sabres fans could be a bit more a bit angrier about just the the, the Sanderson Well, first of all I think that probably should have been a penalty shot actually realistically Darlene was alone he was
1: mm-hmm.
0: completely alone that probably should have been a penalty shot um it's but,
1: it's like a bit of a weird timing thing because if he was one step like further away from the defenseman when he got hauled down, I think for right. sure they would have called it a penalty shot. It's just they're so stingy with giving out penalty shots. I don't think yeah. they do it enough.
0: No, I, I I absolutely agree, and I remember like how like, how exciting were penalty shots back, especially before shootouts were a thing. Like mm-hmm. if we're going pre-lockout. Um, Like pre uh, cap era, I guess. Like just as a little kid, if there was a penalty shot, I'm losing my mind. I it's it is so so exciting. And and now I think, especially with not that I think, you know. I think there should be fewer shootouts in. I I just think you play. I I just think they should play three on three until someone wins. But three on three does Mm -hmm. definitely does help cut down on the amount of shootouts and. I don't know. Like the 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 NHL's probably looking for ways to make the game a little bit more exciting these days. So like just yeah, why not know, just throw out some penalty shots. I don't know. I I'd say I'd say a single like I mean, I guess there's the argument that the penalty happened when Dalling was maybe next to him and it was his momentum that had him fall after passing mm-hmm. him. I guess, but like, you know. I
1: think that's their mindset on that call.
0: Yeah. I don't, I
1: don't necessarily agree with it, but yeah. like I said, I think if there was just a little bit more separation between Dalene and the defenders when he gets uh interfered with or, yeah. or tripped or whatever, then then I think it, they'd be more likely to call it. It's just yeah. it's a weird like timing thing and like proximity between the players. It's it's weird. It's a fine line.
0: I f- it feels wrong to be arguing for a penalty shot for <laughs> Daleen against the Sens, but I feel you know yeah. Trying to be as as unbiased as possible on, on something like that. Also, yeah, speaking he, of Darlene, though, um, I've loved Jake Sanderson all season. The guy's amazing, but every single time Darlene was on the ice, I was just reminded. Oh yeah, Sanderson's a rookie. Like it just. Yeah. Oh my god, Darlene is something else.
1: He is an absolute beast. He he really reminds me of a young Carlson, to be honest. Like the amount that he jumps up into the play.
0: Yeah. Just, just bulldozing everyone like nobody could contain him on, on the mm-hmm. Sens, on, at the Sens blue line like just, just like just it's I mean they have a few guys like that on the Sabers just just guys who are like uh, I'm just gonna carry the puck in past all of you
1: yeah Tage Thompson will do that too Tage
0: Thompson Alex Tuck had some great looks as well yeah um mm-hmm. also a bigger dude than I remember I just I. I, I saw him skating down the ice and I went, oh my god, Alex Tuck is kind of huge. He's 6'4", I think, and about 220. I looked it up.
1: They
0: mm-hmm. got some big
1: guys. Even Dallin, like, I just compared him to Carlson, but he's, like, five inches taller or something. So he has that size element to his game, too. Hard to knock off the puck.
0: Yeah, just... <sighs> sense can't catch a break in this friggin' division. Like, it just... <laughs> it's, it's terrible.
1: Is awful. it weird that I'm kind of starting to like the Sabres just because the players they have, like, I feel like I shouldn't be liking any of the teams in our division, but I, I feel, I'm sure it will go away as soon as they get into like a playoff matchup or something that all just, Oh like, yeah. All of them at that point. But like they have so many uh, talented young players that they're, they're pretty exciting to
0: watch. Yeah. I think, I think in the last decade of of pure mediocrity or just even just being worse has just kind of made, I think any fan of of a team in this division just kind of look at the Sabers like, oh,
1: it'd be <laughs> nice if you did well,
0: them. right? Um, so I'm yeah, like you said, as soon as they're good and making the playoffs, it's gonna be full on like mid to late two thousands all over again, where they're the team that like maybe I don't hate the most, but I'm probably like the most uh, scared of maybe or because that's mm-hmm. how they that's how it's looking with. Dahlin, and if Owen Power pans out, and Tate, Shon- Alex Tuck is outscoring, like, I've granted, Eichel's missed time, but on a purely points-per-game basis, he's outscoring Eichel right now.
1: Mm-hmm. I think he might have outscored him last year, too, after the trade. <sighs> or at least close.
0: I think the Sabres like- are back. I mean, like, people have said it several <laughs> times over the last 10 years, but I think the Sabres are back. Mm-hmm. Next year, they're going to be a real problem, I think.
1: Yep. I, I'm sure I'll be hating on them uh, in soon enough time. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, now, this isn't necessarily because the team became good, but it reminds me of Montreal like 10 years ago before we played them in the playoffs because I did not care about Montreal at all. And to be honest, like if the Sens weren't involved at all, I kind of like seeing them win just because I was like, oh, Canadian team and it's not the Leafs. But then as soon as we had one playoff series against the Habs, it's like, nope, that's fuck it. the Habs.
0: Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a fun like three years where... The biggest rival was the Habs. Mm-hmm. That was a fun. That was a fun few years. There with like two two playoff series in, in the span of three seasons. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. God, I missed the playoffs. I missed the playoffs. <laughs> that was so much fun. Uh,
1: well, after this game, do you have? Are you getting your hopes up again in terms of a, a run at maybe getting a wild card spot or not really?
0: No, I think I'm firmly into like, please give us exciting games in March. But I think that's about yeah. as as much as I can hope for.
1: I think
0: so, too. Yeah. it would be, be so much fun. I mean, I saw, I saw here in the... Uh, let me see. Here. Let me scroll up in the chat here. I saw, yeah, from uh, from Hamza, sends her seven points back of the second wildcard spot. So, like, it's in reach, mm-hmm. kind of, but... It's you know just what would have made me...
1: Uh, what would have made me mildly excited is if we did beat detroit like i was looking at the standings we won't we won't we won't bring up much about the detroit game because we don't want to speak of it but if we did beat them we would have been in 10th still a gap behind like ninth and eighth but we would have been in 10th and then it it looks like you're close even though you're still like six points back or whatever it is or five points back yeah it would have looked nice to be able to see that in the standings but uh maybe eventually we'll get there maybe yeah, eventually I'm, we will get close.
0: I'm very much a person who will like I mean the points are definitely part of it but there there's there's something to be said but regardless of how many points back you are it's how many spots back you are it makes you feel so much better. Like it sounds stupid, I'd rather be 3 spots back and 9 points back than 5 spots back and 7 points back cuz that's how my brain works cuz I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just it, yeah, there's there's something to be said about about just how many teams are between sends and where you want them to be
1: yep now we we mentioned those uh montreal playoff series uh mm-hmm. gabby in the chat mentions pejo's early whistle goal do you remember that in the in game six of that second second series when we got eliminated
0: I, i'm blanking so, on it i'm blanking on uh, it
1: because as, as soon as i saw that comment uh it gave me some ptsd because i was at that game and i was sitting in like that end of the ice so it it was like a it was a shot that let me let me think i can't remember if the game was one nothing habs at that point or if it was zero zero i think it was one nothing and i think this would have tied the game like late second or early third period right and it, it was a shot that squeaked through the goalie and then sitting right behind him with like completely visible nothing obstructing it at all except that the ref was just at some shitty angle where he couldn't see it so he blows the whistle right as Peugeot is tapping it in yeah, behind I know we lose we lose that game one nothing.
0: I don't remember that goal specifically I just remember Price getting the benefit of the doubt on yep. so many whistles all the time inst- like instant time. whistles yeah yep like a slap shot from the point, hits him, whistle blows, oh here comes the rebound. Like mm-hmm. just a whole bunch of that. Oh.
1: Yeah. I, I just I had to mention that because that was probably one of the angriest days I've had as a fan. It's just like <laughs> it's it should have been tied. And that would have if we won that game, that would have been coming back from 3 0 down in the series to force game seven. Right. But uh the refs uh, did not want it to happen, I guess.
0: No, we'll just have to we we'll have to hold on to uh twenty thirteen and yeah. Just use that. Uh. <sighs> well, Any uh, anything you want to throw out there to wrap up the show there, Mod? Any any final thoughts on the game? Mm. Any words of wisdom that you want to throw completely unrelated to hockey? Who knows? We can turn this into a completely different type of show in the last few minutes here. Mm. I'm, pro- I'm probably good on that. But uh,
1: I-, I just have to say... I will be really annoyed if we don't uh, win the next game against Columbus because <laughs> holy crap, Columbus is bad this year. I can't believe and it. like their whole team is injured. It's Gaudreau and a bunch of AHL players. Like it's really bad because uh, I I do follow them as my second team, but I've barely watched any games this year. Mostly because I've had to play pay closer attention to the Sens instead of having both games on. It's like. I gotta just watch the sends, you know. Right, right. Uh, to to provide the coverage here, but the few times I've tuned into Columbus, it's just god awful, like absolutely terrible. Yeah. They're, like they're just getting they're getting smoked every night. So How it, many games and I'll be
0: played oh season? man,
1: not like very 10? many because he's chilling in my IR spot on fantasy again because he got COVID this week.
0: Oh, that's so right. he hasn't.
1: He hasn't even played all week. Maybe he'll probably be back for the game against the Sens, I would assume. He's played 20 games, so he's missed almost half of them. Almost half games. of the games at oh, this point.
0: my gosh.
1: Yeah, so so we really need a big win from the Sens. We need them to show up for sure in that game, because that would just be very sad if we lose that.
0: If I have to... I know I said I wasn't going to bring it up. If, 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 if I have to talk about that Red Wings game, and then a loss to Columbus twice oh. in the span of three games... No... I hope not. Oh, my God. Oh, so yeah, because
1: I will be at that game. So at least if we lose, I will be uh, suffering in person in the arena. Won't be able to come on here and vent with Charlie. Although if it's really bad, maybe I'll uh, pop in on Zoom or something. Call call it on the drive home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do a little call-in show.
0: Uh, well, for your sake, going to the game, I hope the Sens win. And for my sake, mm-hmm. talking about it afterwards, I also hope the Sens win. <laughs> I really thought that like Goudreau and Laine and literally just insert guy here yeah. would be a just great put anyone line. Yeah. Just whoever. Exactly.
1: They <sighs> uh, they haven't even played that many games together on the same line. Like they went with it at the beginning of the season. Well, okay. They went with it at the beginning of the season. Obviously Laine got injured in the very first game of the season. That's right. He, sc- he scored a goal and then got injured and he was out for a month. So then they just went to other things and they haven't, really had much of a chance to try it again since then like it's been on and off since line has been back but yeah just just not working out for them so far luckily goudreau is the type of guy who can produce with anyone so he's he's still putting up points he'll be he'll be dangerous in that game Mm -hmm. on tuesday but but yeah rough stuff for the blue Jackets. so hopefully the Sens can pick up another two points
0: absolutely just before we go forsberg or talbot for that game
1: oh I'd say Forsberg. I'd yeah. say uh, go agreed. go with the guy
0: who won. Completely agreed. All right, and with that, we will see you all after the next game. Thanks for tuning in to Game Over Ottawa. Uh, like and subscribe. Enjoy the podcast uh, for every other Canadian city because we have a whole bunch of great hosts across the board. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next time. Bye. Yeah! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada sports book.